I'm Carrie. And I'm Stephanie. And this is the Love and Nonsense Podcast. Hey, Stephanie. Hey, Carrie. So we have somebody special today. Yes, we do. We have Eric from Hallmark Movie Reviewer. He is the Hallmark Movie Reviewer. (laughs) The Hallmark Movie Reviewer. I'm just, you know, I'm I'm weird. (laughs) I'll be honest, the way I came up with it was when I was getting my website, I was just trying everything Hallmarky and they were all taken. Oh, oh so but that, that one wasn't. And so that's well, that's why I'm the reviewer instead of reviews. It's taken oh, by no. somebody who doesn't use it, and I wasn't willing to try to buy it from them and stuff. Oh. So yeah. And when did you start officially? I started. Actually, I'm coming on my um, year anniversary. My wife went on vacation to go visit her sister in uh, Florida. And I'm mm-hmm. home alone, and I was very bored and watching Hallmark movies. And I said, you know what? I'm going to start blogging about it. <laughs> and uh, I had no idea there was the community that there is. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, then I got in my Instagram and stuff. And it sounds corny. My wife is not a Hallmark fan. She's an ID channel fan. So she likes murder. I like love. What can I say? <laughs> um, but it was nice because she like doesn't ever watch the movies with me. But I now with like you guys and you know others, I've just sort of found my like little niche, and I have all my conversations, so I get to vent and talk about it all with people who actually really like it. And mm-hmm. she gets to you know not have to worry about me <laughs> talking about all the movies and listening to her like critique the. Uh, <laughs> realism sometimes of them or say i've seen this one and i have to tell her no you haven't actually seen this particular one maybe very similar plot but it is a different one yeah that's kind of what how carrie and i got started because we didn't really have a ton of people to talk to i know you have your mom carrie that you can talk to about him and i talked to jen but (laughs) we're like we need more (laughs) so but it is crazy how big the community is, right? Yeah. Like, I honestly, when I started it, I thought, I'm like, oh, I'm going to like, you know, whatever they say, find your your niche and, you know, own them. Like, I found like the niche that's so underutilized and stuff. And now I found out like, no, it's a very clustered one yeah. and everything. But it's all good. So does your wife watch the mysteries with you? No, I that's, I've tried that. No, but... My daughter, she's 24. I am getting her slowly on board. Like she's been getting into the mysteries with me. Um, Nikki and Nora, she was like all four and like told me don't watch it without her and everything which was <laughs> exciting. And so we watched that um, and uh, stuff. So I'm getting her on board definitely with the mysteries. We binged them um, on Hallmark Now and stuff. So she's getting to uh, getting in that. And then she's eh, lukewarm on the actual Hallmark the movies but I'll, I'll i'll convert her yeah it'll come she's still young you'll get her yes. there yes. she's young and cynical and as you're young you like you have no cares like one of the great things i feel like about the hallmark movies is you know you're gonna have a, like a feel-good moment in it you know you're not gonna leave like um what was that movie series divergent where they're like spoiler alert killing off the character the main character in the last movie Game you of know, Thrones? like, 
no divergent but they didn't do oh. that on game of thrones you kind of get tired of like the news and all of the stuff and it's kind of nice to just go and watch something that you know is going to have like a good ending mm-hmm. so that's 100% why we like yet she has she's 24 just started her career and so she hasn't you know been beaten down by the world and need that escapism yet so <laughs> yeah. she has been working for a month and she did get mad at me for not being like generationally wealthy so she can just live off a trust ah. fund and travel so <laughs> it took her a month to uh come up to that conclusion i'm still mad at my parents about that too <laughs> yeah you don't get over that <laughs> oh my goodness All right. so okay i have one more question okay so have you always enjoyed watching hallmark movies or is it just because you had that free time and you just kind of got hooked um No, I got hooked. It was probably about four years ago now where I was just watching TV on a Saturday and just going through the channels. And I didn't even know I had Hallmark on the, um, my guide and -hmm. stuff. And I got somehow into Summer Villa and still to this day, my all time favorite movie. The gateway movie always is. And um, I just got watching it out of boredom and I really liked it. And I've always been like a fan of rom-coms and things like that. My favorite movie is The Princess Bride. So um, Love Actually is my second favorite. So my wife, like, she likes Terminator, Three Good Men. As you can tell, (laughs) we kind of have a little role reversal going from the stereotypicals. But I just, I watched it and I really, really liked it. And like I say, there's that little escapism. You just feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, in it and so then I just sort of watched another one and another one and then before you know it I'm like my DVR is filled with them and everything yep. so <laughs> we very much understand the feeling I, I, there's probably unhealthier addictions <laughs> that's true do you remember your gateway movie Carrie I don't remember I mean I've been watching Hallmark movies so I'm originally from Kansas City and we grew up like loving Hallmark ornaments for your Christmas tree. So like my Christmas tree looks like Hallmark threw up on it. But um, so I don't remember when we started watching Hallmark movies, but it's been a long time. But, you know, my favorite Christmas movie is the most wonderful time of the year. And that was from 2011. So I feel like that's not like their earliest movie, but that was definitely when they weren't doing as many movies. Wait, is that the Brooke Burns one with Henry Winkler? Yes. I love Brooke Burns. Like my wife, that's like my wife knows that. And she's like, understands and accepts Brooke Burns. (laughs) And my, like, I watch masterminds religiously and everything. My whole family knows about my, my fondness for Brooke Burns. So, um, (laughs) yes. That's so funny. Have you seen Most Wonderful Time of the Year? Yeah, of, of course. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. What's funny is we had did an episode. One of our very first episodes was like our favorite Hallmark movies. And Jen, I don't think, had seen The Most Wonderful Time of the Year, had she? And you were like, oh, she watched it. And she was like, you were right. I was like, I feel like that's such a good, like, get into it because it's funny. They have great chemistry. It's like, it's a good one to start on if you haven't watched any of them. But they don't show it that often. So I will say Dylan Neal even knows my fondness for Brooke Burns. He's like my oh, one so little funny. like um, <laughs> Hallmark like connection who he'll respond to my stuff and always talks about it and he'll send me messages and stuff. So that's really cool. 
you got his approval. It's like, okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Are we ready to okay. start? Yeah, we can start. <laughs> um, if you don't know, uh, Eric has created a list of the movies coming up from Hallmark this year for Christmas and put them in his range of how he feels about them. So we thought maybe we would talk about each one of us give our most, the one we're most looking forward to and the one that we're least looking forward to. And Stephanie thought we should start with the least looking forward to. <laughs> so we can end on a high note. That's yeah. why. I don't want to leave us on a downer. Like, well, I'm really not looking forward to this, but see ya. So Eric, what is your, the one you're least looking forward to? And What's it about? I will say I've gotten a little bit of people who, especially my some of my movies that I've ranked in the middle of the pack, people have sort of attacked me for because they have a very big fondness for some of those characters. And I have said all along, my ranking is on very limited information. We know who the stars are uh-huh. and we have a very basic description and the description could be very far off. I, I, I always liken it to hidden gems, which... I thought it was going to be the worst oh, yeah. movie this summer. Oh, yeah. And outside of Two Tickets to Paradise, I absolutely loved Hidden Gems. Yeah. Yeah, it was much better than we expected. I agree. And it was, we were talking about how there's a, there were two people that I didn't right. really know. So I feel like when there are actors in it that you're not as aware of, even if there's one actor you are aware of, it might make it harder for you to judge if you're going to really like it if you don't know who the people are in the movie. But... I do feel pretty strongly that I'm not going to like this movie for the main reason I just hate the whole genre. Um, so oh dear. <laughs> I have my least favorite movie is the Royal Nanny and I don't like Royal movies. I don't, I, I, I just don't like them. I'm, I know he's supposed to have the princess, you know, or with the handsome prince and all of that stuff. No. I just don't like it. Sorry. And I know you wanted me also to read like who the actors are in the description. And I did choose the movie where I cannot pronounce any of their last names. So I should have, <laughs> I should have chosen another movie. Just you know, have it a little simpler. But it has Rachel Scarston, Dean Genonette, who was in um, The Good Witch. I liked him in The Good Witch. Um, and Greta Scotchy, I think is how you maybe pronounce it. Sure, we'll go with that. But uh, the official overview is Claire is an MI5 agent who goes undercover as the royal nanny. She must overcome the challenge of her assignment, like resisting the charms of Prince Colin while keeping the family safe at Christmas. Now... I personally don't think I needed really go into much description of why I'm not looking forward to this movie. I think Hallmark did a very good job themselves <laughs> with that description. Yes. <laughs> I will say I like Rachel a lot from Lost Girl. So that makes me want to see this movie. And I think the MI5 twist is a little interesting. But well, I, I agree know. on both of those points. I, I like Rachel's not my favorite, but I didn't hate her in Lost Girl. But I will say that MI5 does give it a little bit of a twist that I feel like might be interesting because it is also what I appreciated about it is that it's also in something we don't we haven't had a secret agent on one of these before that has I don't think that at least has been the woman. Like we've had like 
there was the FBI agent in To Catch a Spy, and you know, but I can't think of any other ones that had actually the girl as being the secret agent. I, I agree, and that's actually the one thing I do really like about it is that there's the secret agent, but it's also the woman. And of course, I'm going to bring yeah. Brooke, Brooke Burns back into this, but the uh, gourmet detective has always been my favorite mystery. And part of the reason why is it's the only one where she's the detective versus, you know, all the other ones, it's the guy and then the, you know, the meddling woman. And in this one, it's the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. So I like the fact, A, I do like the MI5 thing. I do find somewhat intriguing. And I do like how they had the woman be the spy instead of the guy. Now, if they could have had her just go to like, I don't know, Napa Valley and be the nanny, I probably would have liked a lot better than being the royal nanny for <laughs> Prince Colin. Yeah. So. Understood. That's okay. All right, Carrie, who do you want to okay. go next? So my least favorite one, I don't know if you'll agree with me. I feel like Eric's a great person to have on because we don't always see eye to eye on things. And it's very funny in our messages. <laughs> but the one that I picked is Christmas Bedtime Stories. Um, and this one's starring Aaron Cahill and Steve Lund. And... So the story is when Danielle is left to raise her daughter after her husband goes MIA and is presumed dead, she begins to tell her daughter bedtime stories of her father. So this is a military one. But I just was like, I just can't see how this is going to be that intriguing. I also do have a little bit of a problem with the movies and mysteries, Christmas movies, usually, because they're just a lot more serious. And I kind of like my Christmas movies kind of (laughs) fun-loving. Which is why Paul Campbell's one of my favorites. I always feel like he's so great at delivering lines and stuff like that. So I just, I'm just not convinced by the storyline, even though I do like Aaron and Steve, I don't know if I'm going to love this story. So we'll see. Well, it seems like it's going to be a lot of like flashbacks because we have to build some kind of relationship between them if he's missing. Yeah. You know, because he's probably going to show up at the very end and be all teary. Like, oh my God she's alive or she does have some very serious from the past bangs going on in some of the photos also so there's that yeah i kind of avoided all the hallmark mysteries as part of my christmas thing for that exact reason i just want my christmas movies to give me warm fuzzies and i agree with you i don't know Mm -hmm. but i will say i just posted today a uh instagram uh reel about a secret ingredient because Aaron Cahill definitely should be in more movies, mm-hmm. but I agree with you. I'd rather it be a nice, wonderful romantic. Not holding out hope. And then mine, <laughs> mine is the first movie of the year. Noel next door <laughs> with Natalie Hall and Corey Severe, a hardworking single mom gets into a war of war words with a neighbor who she feels is ruining Christmas only to find that this misunderstood grouch just may steal her heart. First of all, sounds similar to Christmas Next Door with Jesse Metcalf and Fiona Goobleman, which I didn't love, but I liked. And secondly, Natalie and Corey didn't do it for me in the Renaissance movie, and Natalie has just really failed me the past few few times. So (laughs) I'm an exit. Eh. 
How do you feel, uh, Eric, how do you feel about Natalie? I, I feel Hallmark just does her wrong. Like, I really want to like her, but they put her in uh-huh. every bad yeah. movie they possibly can. It's like, oh, we have a crappy script. Yeah. Let's give her, feeling? let's give it to Natalie. So. Yeah. And at some point you got to wonder, is she just accepting it? Because she is choosing them. She likes them. And it's not just Hallmark's fault. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I was like, does she just have bad taste in movies and she just really loves these things? But I will say, it's like, Stephanie, you know, I always go back to Butler's in Love having been the worst movie of the year so far. Really? And Hmm. it was so funny when we... Oh, I did not like it at all. Mm -mm. (laughs) But we... We posted about it, and there were people who were like, oh, my gosh, I really loved this movie. So I'm sure that there are people out there who, like, love Natalie and love all the movies that she's been in. They're just not our movies, but They're that's why. They're not as prolific. <laughs> yeah. I never see anything saying, I love Natalie Hall. When you'll get, like, 15 <laughs> messages about Tyler or Andrew or like Lacey. Yeah, that's true. The um, Just saying. And- like I said, not that, you know, I think a good bat or a butler romance is needed, but where the where your heart belongs, that was worse. That was, that was worse. bad, too. Oh, yeah. But I'm, yeah. I think that one is higher in our minds just because it had people that we really knew versus butlers in love, which had people we didn't totally know. So it just naturally falls lower. But there's... Yeah. Midnight at the it's I think it's like a Netflix movie or something like that that Natalie Hall's in right with yeah. Natalie yeah I cute. liked that one that's like the only one yeah right right so you should leave Hallmark to get a good script so <laughs> she could do more Netflix things I would be behind that but it's funny your your well, comment ish. was exactly pretty much what I wrote as well as far as dissing this movie <laughs> Woo-hoo! Yay, on, the same we're page. on the same page. Okay, well, this is our breaking point for the game now. We have said our least favorite, or least looking forward to. And now it's time for our game, which was Carrie's idea. And it's not really a game, it's a Mad Lib, which we haven't done on here before, and we don't know if it's going to be funny, (laughs) but (laughs) we'll see. So, um, Eric, you're going to be the lucky answerer so i'm gonna ask you for words all right i need an adjective oh just any old adjective yeah i'm just writing them okay and it is christmas themed correct oh yeah it is christmas themed so i guess there's a um snowy i need another adjective (laughs) i was gonna say wintry but that's really not imaginative at all um (laughs) cozy if you want to uh, trade, okay. I was going to say, if you want to trade off with Carrie to make it easier, we could do that too. Because there's there's quite a few words. Uh, type of liquid. Eggnog. Okay, I need six names. And these can be actors and actresses and stuff to make it more fun. First and last name or just first? Let's do first and last just in case anybody listening doesn't know who we're talking about when we say talk. <laughs> hmm, who could that be? Um, let's see. I will, I will start. See, here's the thing too, is I'm probably going to be a little more female focused with some of my names, but I will of course start with Brooke Burns. 
my number two and three, Rachel Boston and Victor Webster. I bet you can guess where I'm going with there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we can. Um, Paul Campbell. Yay. So that's four. Let's see. Ellen Travolta to mix things up. Is she related to John Yes. Travolta? Oh, who is she? She's a, she's John Travolta's sister. Huh. And she's been in like a bunch of different things. And her name is Ellen? I think, isn't it? Yep. If not, it's a name. It is right? definitely a name. <laughs> <laughs> and let's do, let's do Amy Teagarden. All right. Is that my, do I need more? Nope, that's all the names. And now okay. I need... Four adjectives. Four more adjectives? I know. Okay. Pretty, handsome, funny, and smelly. <laughs> I was trying to think out what like cookies are, and I couldn't really come up with a adjective uh, for cookies. Five nouns. Nouns? Now, now I can say cookies. Oh. Sorry, my dogs are going crazy. Um, all right, so cookies, Christmas tree, Rudolph, Hanukkah, December. This should I be good. I probably just ruined the whole game, didn't I? I have no idea. And then a verb and a color. Um, orange is my color. And my verb is going to be um, run a lot longer than I thought it was going to be. Okay, I'll read what I have so far because it there's six people and there's like six memories. So we've only filled out to the first memory. So I'll read what we have so far. Okay. Okay. It was a snowy Christmas morning when a group of cozy friends gathered to drink eggnog. The group consisted of six old-time buddies. Their names were Brooke Burns, Rachel Boston, Victor Webster, Paul Campbell, Ellen Travolta, and Amy Teagarden. They always talked about their pretty families and shared their handsome dreams. Today is Christmas, so they are planning on sharing some of their funny Christmas memories. Brooke Burns has kind of been the cookie of the friends, so she will lead the smelly trip down memory lane. (laughs) Brooke Burns begins... I think my fondest memory was when I was a Christmas tree kid. We loved to go out and play in the Rudolph. We always had Hanukkah fights. Oh, dear. We were too poor for a lot of toys, so we would make our own. Me and my best friend, Rachel Boston, put our... Oh, I missed a verb. Our adjective. Our big brains together and made a December. And we brought it to the top of a hill and ran on it and slid down the hill. We played until my face was orange. <laughs> These words don't even make sense. I feel like I told you like... I, I'm the worst ever. I apologize. No, no I don't think okay. it's your fault. <laughs> I think it was funny. <laughs> I think Just it's those, those, it's those smelly memories. memories. It is the smelly For real. memories. But at least we know Brooke and Rachel are best friends. So that's true. There's that. So I think we can skip the next five memories. (laughs) I think so too. (laughs) 
But that does lead us into what is your most favorite, the most looking forward to movie of the of the next year? It does. Okay. Eric? Okay. Mine is Christmas Cookie Catastrophe. <gasps> starring Santa Rachel Hill. Burns and Rachel Burns. Or, excuse me, Rachel Boston. <laughs> <laughs> who, who was, <laughs> it was worth it just for that. <laughs> Rachel Boston and Victor Webster. Oh She's the best God. friend of Brooke Burns. What can I say? I know. <laughs> so the movie to me, it has some mystery. There's a stolen cookie recipe. There's two great stars, and I do a ranking of all the actresses and all the actors, and Rachel Boston's my number one, Victor Webster's my number two. So hmm. for me, fantastic talent, Hallmark talent there. Mm-hmm. It's also cookies. It's a small town Love cookie company. Cookies. So it's like everything I think I want in a Hallmark movie. And Victor Webster, I go back to that, you know, Summer Villa, but mm-hmm. he always brings it. Like the... Um, Wedding Veil, I was not expecting the third one to be my favorite by any means. And he was mm-hmm. so good in that. Yeah. It was my favorite. So Victor Webster always brings it. Yeah. That was definitely the best Wedding Veil movie. And then Five Star Christmas was really yes. good with him. I love we loved that one. That one. <laughs> so this really was a perfect storm for you. And we know Rachel's great with cookies. Christmas in Tennessee, shout out. Sandra <laughs> Walker. <laughs> Have you seen that one? I don't think I it's have, from, actually. It's from <gasps> Lifetime, so that's uh, that could be why. But it is a really good one. There was one year with on Lifetime that they made like a lot of really good movies, and that was 2018. Yeah. I until this morning, listening to your podcast, I assumed their Christmas movies were all like the psycho, you know, high school crush <laughs> who comes back and kills somebody. I didn't. I didn't know that they actually were like, you know whatever romance movies. Yeah. I'm pretty singular with my Hallmark. Yeah. They're trying to beat Hallmark. They haven't yet. They haven't but yet. But they try. No. And some of the, there are some gems in there, like the Christmas in Tennessee and then Snowden Christmas. Isn't that what yep. Andrew and Bethany Joy Lynn's? So. Yep. They I've tried liking up TV and I just can't. I, I feel ya. I mean, that movie so I watched I. yesterday the up tv one that's like the first <laughs> that's the first one i've actually liked you liked that other one though that you were mentioning i can't think of what it oh, was called. oh yeah the christmas movie christmas or it's because that one was just so crazy i couldn't <laughs> believe it as i was watching it i was like what what was it like so. the baker's son <laughs> it was kind of like the baker's son and you know it, they both have brant dowerty and oh. brant and his wife wrote the christmas movie christmas movie I really That's need to funny. learn the title, but it's something confusing like that. I agree with your cookie uh, movie, though, Eric. Yeah, I think that one's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Stephanie, you want to go next? Yes. So Carrie and I fought to the death over who was going to say this one. Okay, I no, I let you take the win. We did not fight to the death. <laughs> Obviously, because I pardoned you. You're still here. So... <laughs> It is obviously three wise men and a baby with Paul Campbell, Tyler Hines, and Andrew Walker. Because 
you can't not name this movie with three of those stars. Plus, even if the movie itself sucks, which I don't see how it could with these three guys, but even if it does suck, at least we're getting all these behind the scenes, like reels and TikToks that they're doing, which almost makes it all worth it because they're hilarious. This is the one I got beat up a lot on because I ranked it 15th. Ooh. And it's because I just think there's too much, too much going on that it won't tell, like leave us unsatisfied because we were like, want each one of them and they're all be competing. I hope I'm yeah. wrong. And I probably will be wrong. But then there could be the sequel, Three Wise Men and the Little Lady. Yeah. <laughs> three, three Men and a Baby and Three Men and a Little Lady was like my favorite movie, my two, two of my favorite movies growing up. I would rent them and watch them over and over and over again. So I really have high hopes. I hope that doesn't <laughs> ruin it for me. So that was both of your number one. Would have been. I picked a different one, though. Okay. Yeah. I told Stephanie she could have it, and then I'll pick a different one. Gotcha. Right. So the, <laughs> the one that I picked was called, is uh, Haul Out the Holly with uh, Lacey Chabert and Wes Brown. When... Emily unexpectedly spends the holiday alone at her parents' house. Their HOA insists that she participate in many Christmas festivities. This one actually kind of made me think of that uh, Paul Campbell one from last year. Was that with Tamara? Christmas? Yeah, because they they had that Christmas committee in the neighborhood. Remember? Oh uh, yeah. Where they were doing all the kind of similar ish. <laughs> I did not rem- think of that when I saw this description. Well, I didn't think of it when I saw the description, but I thought about it when I'm trying to find the post now because Lacey posted a picture and it had them and she was like, here's the craziest HOAs and you know who it has in it? Um, Melissa Peterman from mm-hmm. Reba who played mm-hmm. the girl who stole her husband. Jean. Yes. And I was like, oh, hilarity will surely ensue. <laughs> I mean, it's got Wes and Lacey, so I don't think it'll be terrible. It's and Ellen Travolta. Choice. And Ellen Travolta. Oh. Can't miss the sister who we don't know. Although maybe we'd know her if we saw her picture. Yeah, if you look her up in IMDb, I was surprised. I didn't know. Like, I had to look her up and then I was like, oh, she's been in a ton of things. Let's see. But I agree. I With Lacey, can you, has she actually been in a bad movie? Maybe not a great, but has she ever been in a bad? I don't know. I can't think of one off the top of my head. I have to look at the list. <laughs> I'll answer for you, no. <laughs> I do love Lacey. Lacey is probably my favorite female star. So I loved her since that matchmaker crit matchmaker christmas have you seen that one no matchmaker santa mm-hmm. where um she's dating the guy and goes to meet him and the guy that works for him and his best friend goes to pick her up and they get stuck in this town because santa's with them and keeps making things happen so that like they can't get back it's really cute there's also no, i've not seen this one it's an, it's older, an older one. one. They don't play oh, okay. it a ton. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't even know if they played yeah. it last year at all, which is very sad. You know, I wonder. Well, I've got my Hallmark now, so I can maybe see if it's on there. Is that its real name? Match from Matchmaker 2012. Santa. 
Yeah. Matchmaker Santa. Yep. That's got to be one of the first Hallmark ones, right? Yeah. All right. So I had one more question I was just going to spring on you. I thought of it earlier today, and I just thought, you know what? I'm going to put him on the spot. Uh-oh, if you had weird. to pick one movie from last year, Christmas, what one movie would you tell people that you think they should watch? Oh, oh that's hard because it comes down to two. Well, then give a us Dick- the two. A Dickens of a Christmas and a Gingerbread Miracle. Those are both good. Well... I know. <laughs> I know. I commented on your post today. Yeah. Uh, Carrie, explain my terrible not getting messages thing. Yeah. Because I wasn't okay. ignoring you. <laughs> yeah, but both are, are just, I think, really, really good for kind of different reasons. But mm-hmm. um, like the uh, Gingerbread Miracle is just really cute and sort of all of that. And the other one. I thought just had a good story, good acting, and a little more fun, um, a little more humor and stuff like that. So I just thought they were both fantastic movies. So I don't know if I could pick one. I guess it would depend on which one I last watched. (laughs) I could see that. I really love the guy, and now I'm kind of regretting not putting him on my list of actors I would like to see more often. Well, I wondered that when I watched it today. I was like, you know, Carrie really likes John Michael Ecker, and she didn't mention him in our episode. And now we don't even know. Is he Eric or starring in something this year? I don't know. I'm going to look it up. Ooh, it doesn't look like it. Okay, so can I ask you the question now? What would you pick as your favorite from last year? Hmm. Well, A Dickens of a Holiday or Christmas, whatever the movie's name would be one of them because I really just love Christopher Palaha. But also, let me look at the movies. He's my number one ranked actor. So yes, I I agree. I got beat up for by the Mystery 101 people for having that movie ranked, I think like 13th or something. We, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah, mm. we kind of agree with you because it's kind of hit or miss. Sometimes when they're already in the relationship, we don't like yeah. them as much. So we're like, uh, that's why neither one of us. Stephanie actually said, I would put the Chris one up higher, but I don't know. And mm. I love Marisol, but I also don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I just thought it was kind of starts with the downer of them being unhappily married. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I just want warm and fuzzies. Put that but... over a mystery. A Cranberry Christmas, now that I'm thinking about it, actually was very good. Was. And that kind of has a similar start. I mean, they're just completely, are they completely divorced in that movie? No, they're separated and they're okay. getting divorced. Yeah. So kind of the same. All right. I found my list from last year. So my second movie, because The Dickens of a Holiday is number one. But my second one to recommend is Tis the Season to be Merry. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. That's probably my third. So. And then we have Lifetime ones, but you didn't watch yeah. them, so that's okay. Carrie? My first one, I think, was Next Stop Christmas. I just love Lindsay Fonseca. I really enjoyed that movie. And then if I was picking another one, the li- it would be a Lifetime one, A Fiancé for Christmas, because it was such a surprise the ha- how much I liked it. <laughs> that one was cute. But that was a Lifetime one, right? That was Lifetime, yeah. yeah. yeah I don't remember that one, so... You know, I, if you just want to add to your Christmas plate this year, as if there aren't enough, yeah, <laughs> you could just watch all the backlog the of Lifetime Christmas movies. Well, I'm committed to watching all the Christmas, so. 
Well, the first year we actually committed to watching all of the Hallmark and the movies and mysteries and the Lifetime ones. And it was like 70 movies and we were so burnt out. That's why we pick three. Like Stephanie and I pick one each and then we let the audience pick one as a poll because we just couldn't do it. We were like, we need, (laughs) we need some control here. (laughs) Yeah. That got to be way too many. So that's what everyone's like when they saw my list and everything like that, they're like, man, you spend a lot of time doing this. I'm like, yes, I do. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's a lot of work. Um, yeah. And doing this and then doing the, the um, YouTube video editing and then also the uh, writing and all that and yeah. watching the movies. And you do more what? than we do. Cause we don't do video. We just do Instagram and the podcast. <laughs> we yeah. don't have a Although blog. We-, we don't have YouTube. We want to try, we technically have a YouTube, but it's just our podcast on there and we don't do it very often. We want to try and do more video because we know that's what gets views, but we're terrible, so we don't do it. But this was a perfect segue because we were going to ask, how can people find you, Eric? Name all the places. Well, I'll name the places where I'm actually active because I'm all the places, but I don't really do all the things. So my Instagram um, Hallmark Movie Reviewer, which is also my blog, hallmarkreviewer.com. Um, and then YouTube is also Hallmark Movie Reviewer. So if you can remember Hallmark Movie Reviewer and just go to wherever, that's it, with the exception of Twitter. But I don't I only go on Twitter during like shows to see what everyone's saying and get a feel for them. So mostly I, I'm on Instagram and I can say that's where I've really found my community and I like to engage with people and have found some really good, uh, fun people to have great conversations with beyond just, you know, liking a post or something like that. Like you guys, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of fun yes. as we gotten to know each other over the course of time. So what is your plan for Christmas? When will you release episodes and stuff like that? And I know you've been doing some like reels. Are you, how do those fit into what you're doing? This is just me being curious, guys. So you get to come along for the ride. <laughs> so I probably will be a little more selective like you with the um, the YouTube and the um, blogging and picking out ones that are either probably really good or skips. I feel bad about saying skips because I also know like people really, you know, aren't setting out to make a bad movie. They're doing yeah. their best and it is art and to, you know, criticize someone for doing their art and their profession is kind of rough. But at the same time, there's some movies that are just bad, right? Yeah. So. Well, and I feel like they come to you, they come to us to see what we think about them. Right. And it's kind of would do, be a disservice to not be real about it. But also, um, like, I like the idea of saying, if if you don't have time to watch all of them, here's the ones I would skip. You know what I'm saying? Like because realistically, when they have this many movies, especially when Stephanie and I are talking about doing Lifetime, sometimes we've covered Netflix, sometimes we've talked about up TV ones. It's like there's just so many options that it's like people can't realistically watch all of them. So I feel like it's actually a good thing to know, like these might not be what I want to watch. I might want to just watch something else instead. And I, I guess I'm probably harsher on the writer or the, or the director than the actual talent. Cause I do mm-hmm. think some of them like um, 
I know I'll slaughter her name, Renona Fish in A Splash of Love. Oh, yeah. Like, I just think, like, I think she's adorable. Loved her in Nikki and Nora. And talking, you're talking earlier about promoting how they've done a really good job for um, three, three Wise Men and a Baby. They, um, Renona Fish and Hunter King did a great job doing um, Nikki and Nora with all their stuff that they were doing. And, um, but I just thought they gave her such a bad character. And I think that was the director who kind of made her seem a little ditzier for a PhD student than, Mm -hmm. than they could have. And, um, with a little better direction, like I thought she was fine. She just did what she, you know, the best with what she was handed. Yeah, definitely the writing. I think we try and focus on more sometimes too, because like they can only work with what they're given and sometimes you're just given something not great (laughs) right and well like that goes back to like the butlers and love thing it's like we stephanie i really didn't like it because it was a lot of like butlering and it's like that's not appealing to me i'm just not interested in that you know or like my mom really doesn't love the mysteries but it's really only because she can't keep up with the number of characters there are in the show because they've got to have a lot of characters because you've got to have a lot of options for who might have committed the crime they're hard for her to keep track of who did this and who did that or whatever and i do feel like you know there's always an opportunity that you know something that we don't like someone else might really like and that's i think that's a really great thing Mm -hmm. lots of options yeah we just give our opinion they choose what they want to do with it yep all right well i'm going to do our outro part (laughs) Real quick, and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, so if you enjoy listening to us, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, although mostly on Instagram, at Love and Nonsense Podcast. (laughs) Thanks, Eric, for coming and spending some time with us. Thank you. It was great being here. Thank you. All right. Bye. I don't know why I waved.